time when the fun begins. You may now have fun. Hi, I'm Captain Phil. I'm the demigod of the Fertile Lands. The Green Explorer. I'm the Explorer. I'm the Red Team. Nymara Sharon of the Harpers. The Radio Man. Nindil Jalbuk of the Harpers. I'm the Games Master. The Green Train. Ah, I belong John Silver. Eam. Bio Lord Walsh. I'm Luke the Soldier. Annika Rice. Green. I'm Lavender Dryspell's Bloom Boutique. Navigator Lambert. The Doctor and his companions. Blue. Fascist. Hi, I'm Captain Mark. And I'm the demigod of the Great Water. The Blue Explorer. The Diver. The yellow team. Merch, the moneylender of the city guard. The researcher. I'm the blue train. And Abajim Hawkins. Rin. Divine Admiral Lee. Kate, the cheerleader. Annika Rice. Blue. Purple. Bertie Snood's Flower Emporium. Captain Dallas. The Weeping Angels. Green. And welcome to Organised Fun, the board game podcast, where this week it is our end of year four review. Four years completed. Woo. We have... Clocked up a total airtime of 86 hours so far. That's a lot of complaining about games. <laughs> yes, that is definitely. And yeah, we're just going to go through some of the highlights and important things from the year that's just gone. Are we having fun yet? We'll start, okay. as always, with Derek Ring updates. Oh, how is he? How's he doing? I forgot I know about him. Your, you've got your new favourite, Brent Povis. But yeah, let's... Derek is yesterday's news. Check in on Derek. He has gone up to 299 followers. So he's gained 12 since last year. That's all right, because he had a bit of a slump, didn't he? And now he's, he's clawing it back. So many listeners not familiar. Derek Ring illustrated some Flux cards one time in his life. Yeah. And has he illustrated any other games since? <laughs> I don't know. A few, no, a few times in his life. He's done more than one set. Just give me a moment, if you if you will. I think maybe, okay, just to get into complaining, I think Flux should just employ one illustrator to do all of their different decks across all genres. I think that would be more comprehensive. Why? Well, I thought you might agree on that. I don't know. I just, I don't like it when there's all different art. Then you could have all the Fluxes together somehow and it would look really cool that they're I don't know I wouldn't want to mix flux decks 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 that flux have um, decks. that would be good every <laughs> the drawers change every time you put something in them that's it they move well no but like I don't have a problem with different flux sets having different art styles if there was multiple art styles within the same set that would be offensive but anyway look Derek Ring's Twitter bio says that he does art and design for Lego Hasbro Star Wars Marvel Transformers Play-Doh and Nerf wow okay that's an extensive portfolio you'd think you'd have more Twitter followers can everybody and, ooh, go he's and... just gone up to 300 I think every, if you're listening to this can you just go and follow Derek Ring and just say hello everyone let's bombard him with tweets <laughs> about his work Let's make Derek Ring blow up. Not in like a terrory <laughs> way, but like his his Twitter account. Let's make that blow up. Is that what you call it? Yeah. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. 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 Cool. Well, times fun equals progress. We have only had two new territories, two new listener territories this year. We've had Kenya and we've had Jordan. Habari. Mahaban. So we're slowly taking over the world. We've got, I know we said this last year, we've got most of the world covered, haven't we? Just need a bit how more of Africa. How many countries are in the world? Mm, okay. I'm glad you don't know because I thought that was a stupid question. But okay, quick guess. How many countries? I think 192. 
lead to. No. So going along bit by bit and just recording that would have been good. But we, we explained it all in the episode. We did, so. we did. But I think for Sopio, for Sopio, it's probably, that was one of the more simpler ones. But for something like Pandemic Legacy, waiting till the end of that and then trying to explain and remember every development, I think would be very difficult. Mm. So maybe next time we hit a Legacy game, we'll do it that way. Who knows? Who knows what the next Legacy game is, listener? I do, because I've got a spreadsheet, but the spreadsheet's constantly <laughs> in flux. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. It is. We reached the epic finale of Kids on Bikes, where the fight on the Eclipse Tower, and then we started our Kids on Brooms adventure, which is a magical twist on that. I'm very much enjoying that. I hope, listeners, you are as well. Episode 105 finally gave us trains and potholes. Yay, something that we have been that is a big waiting for for years and years and years even though it was me that made it how do you feel that trains and potholes now exists it feels great and it was absolutely worth the wait because it <laughs> was a very good game <laughs> that came out of a conversation so it just needs a kickstarter now basically <laughs> have you played it since no but <laughs> well fine can't have been that good then and finally we said that one of our games <gasps> this year was completely made up and not in the sense that we created it and then made it we didn't even make it we just made it up as we went along and we bullshitted our way through that episode and none of it existed and we didn't even play it and it was a complete lie and no one has guessed no one has guessed what that was Riley said he had no idea although if he had to guess he was fungi or ecosystem but he said he's seen pictures of both now so he's got no idea well Riley you saw pictures of all of them even the fake one <laughs> Bunty said she couldn't work it out because we'd be doing quite a lot of obscure sounding ones previously would you like to reveal what that fake game was Mark yes so the fake game I think I came up with the name of it actually you did <laughs> I did the fake game was of course bouquet hey. <laughs> which was the card game game where you were a funeral flower arranger for mainly the Victorian dead. <laughs> yes, choosing the right flowers to satisfy their their requirements from beyond the grave. Although it worked as a game. I mean, we did it sort did. of pretend to play it and talk it through and work the mechanics of it. And it could totally be a card game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It could totally work. But we pretended that it existed when it didn't. And I'm just going to edit in here some of the outtakes from that episode because obviously as we were making it up as we went along we got to some bits that we were like hang on that won't work as a game or they won't believe that or whatever so I'm just going to edit those in here and then maybe I need a more funny name or who Madam Madam Willow and I'm Percy Snood's Flower Emporium I thought it was Bertie Snood what did I say Percy oh sorry okay so <coughs> what was I Percy Snood Bertie Snood Bertie Bertie Snood's Flower Emporium the recently departed want you to hear <coughs> to honour or will you go down hang on a second I can't remember <laughs> what the hell hang on a second let me just start that again your writing is awful it is the recently departed want you to hear their final request nope honour <laughs> 
<laughs> or will you let them down? No, what? The recently departed want you to hear their final request. No, honour their oh, final request. Hell, why can't I write anything normal? <laughs> Designed by... <laughs> Hang on, what's it say? Wait, like, is your writing that yeah. bad? Peter Brownlow? Okay. No, they can't be worth different points because it's just first to five. Oh, so we've got Betty Mildew. <laughs> 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 Colonel Humpdew. He likes strong colours. You go, what's a strong colour? No, you say primary colours. Miriam Tabernacle. And she likes water-based plants. Oh. Okay. Which is weird. <laughs> That's weird. How do you put water on a grave? Well, no, but well, like water lilies. Oh, water, and... water lilies. Yeah, but lilies and water lilies. Okay. Specific, very what specific. else grows in the water? Spawn. No, that's <laughs> shit. Okay, okay, hang on. <laughs> water-based plants. <laughs> Yeah. There's no words or anything. It's literally just a, an artwork of some flowers. Jocelyn, whatever her name is, did very well uh, on the artwork, I think. No, I think um, it, they should have the name of the flower on it, though. Not, well, no, there's not. No, but they have to, otherwise the animal named flowers oh, woman isn't going to work. I can't believe we're holding up cards like this. <laughs> so you've got the sound. So you've got the sound. <laughs> Three lemongrass. Oh, a, a herb, a spice. <laughs> Jenny Cleft? No. <laughs> Was it Jenny Strachan? Jenny Strachan. Jenny Strachan, okay, not Jenny. Left. Roberta Muntjack. <laughs> so <laughs> it was full ball rush for Tilly Wheels. <laughs> the maid. She's, she has a simple taste as Tilly Wheels. Okay, sorry, wait, you need to say that again. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. I'm not going to look at you. And Preston Nevershaft didn't even. <laughs> no, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> but you see I thought any like I thought it would be obvious I thought people would instantly be like yeah that's the fake one but no one did so hooray for, I feel kind of smug about that <laughs> although yeah it is a fair point that some of the games can sound like they're completely made up I'm sure there are some that we played that are like is this real mm, maybe this is a regular feature each year should now feature yeah. one completely fictional <laughs> made up game <laughs> but no I really I enjoyed it it was good Good fun. And now we can it make it like as a real game. We can. <laughs> I think we should actually make that game. <laughs> yeah, that was good fun. You are reminded that enjoyment is compulsory. On to the Frag Awards. Obviously, we give our Frag scores. So we will start with the burners, the one that have scored the lowest this is year. There, is there one right at the bottom or is there an equal few um, that have the worst score? There's a few ties for like least aesthetic, least fun, whatever, but there is one overall lowest scoring one. Ooh, would you like think. to... What, what? Yeah, go on. Cast your mind back over our year four. What games would you think would be in there, down there? Maybe I should say. I I think in this year we've been quite generous with scores. I think we so have is, had quite a bit of a generous time well, of it. Is there one in the last year that we played that was of the Omni Rim world? No. Hmm. So it's not going to be one of them. I love how that's your default though. What the shittiest game we played? It's got to be an Oniverse game. <laughs> oh, Oniverse. Sorry, we haven't really done the Arkham-y ones. Oh, what about that one where you have to predict the pictures, Mystic World, Mysterium? Yeah. Ah, we played no. That one, that one, like that one highest frags in like year two or something, isn't it? Oh, okay. No, not Mysterium. Did we play? No, we've played it recently, surely. What do you mean predicting the pictures? They're like round circles and you have like six and the other person has to like match the card. There's no like, it's all just pictures. What was that one? That was Obscurio, ah. which we played on holiday. So we don't oh, even own okay. that. I don't oh. have that one. Oh, no. <laughs> we didn't okay. do that for the podcast. You're a big no, loser. We did. We did. There's 
there's one that it's we, similar we to set Mysterium. it up. Is that what I'm thinking of? No, we like, played it. We played. We no, we didn't play it away. It was I don't know if we recorded then. But we played it with the pictures, and you have to work out like what the murder weapon was and who the suspect was and all that just by the pictures. Yeah, yeah, well, that is Mysterium. But we def- we didn't do an episode on that. Well, we have, but in like year two. Oh, uh, okay. Sorry, everyone. Okay, cut all of this out. Okay, let's just cut all of that out. Okay. But why would you think okay. that would be a burner? Because I'm sure that scored really high in the year that we played it. I'm just trying to think. I, I did have a scroll through the lot. Let me just hold on a sec. Okay, I think... Yeah, look. I think. Mysterium won 2020's most playable, most replayable, and best oh. aesthetic. So Mysterium did really well in the 2020 frags. Hmm. I'm trying to think, because, yeah, we have been very, very generous. Hmm. It's uh, worth saying that actually, like even though these are our least scoring, they none of them scored very badly. They were just the lowest of this year. Anyway, come on, uh, take a guess, pick one. It's no horror clicks. Ooh, wow. Is that, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we decided our least fun this year was Ghost Castle and Horror Clicks. Yeah, but the, but I mean Ghost Castle. There's just such different aimed at different audiences and different yeah. abilities. So too, I think Ghost simple, Castle, little kids, was probably just more because of that genre. But it was fun to play I don't it wasn't yeah. so bad no no, no. like I said worst. these aren't awful they just scored the lowest mm. of you know we were very generous this year I think mm. and this was just the least generous uh, Ghost Castle also got the least replayable unfortunately well I think yeah that's because once you played it once you've moved around a Ghost Castle yeah once the marble's gone down each way and you're like oh and it hit the painting it's like yeah <laughs> you need sort of a um, child with a short memory to play that one yes <laughs> the least aesthetic was Horror Clicks Kids on Brooms and Treasure Island yeah, Treasure Island was a bit of a funny. Uh, it was had the remember of... our problem with Treasure Island was the horrible Watership Down style illustrations, wasn't it? That just looked mm. horrible, <laughs> like not <laughs> yeah. horrible as in bad quality. It's just none of them looked very nice. It was a, it was a rough world of Treasure Island. <laughs> yeah, they should have got Derek Ring to do the illustrations. Yeah. <laughs> the worst gameplay of last year went to Captain Sonar for its stressy all at once shouting <laughs> situation. That yeah, I I don't think I really ever got to grips with Captain Sonar fair enough, fair enough. Um, I think that needs a couple of replays to really get the gameplay of that one that's quite yeah. more, more complicated <laughs> it's no Ghost Castle no <laughs> it's polar opposite but yeah you were right our overall lowest frag with a score of 12.5 was Horoclix well, hadn't aged amazingly had it I mean it's going to end up it could be just in the ancient game category now because it's not <laughs> being made anymore <laughs> no that's true <laughs> it's a modern ancient yes. people will look back and something like someone will like unearth the horror clicks box yeah. from someone's tomb. Maybe mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Someone will have a little paint the sand brush and be like, what is this figure? Yeah. Horror clicks and the thing won't turn. It'll be like ancient and broken. And, <laughs> and you can imagine will... them being like, I think it was maybe some sort of game commander. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they'll have to recreate it using coins and sticks. Yes. <laughs> okay. On to the top frag. Same question then. What what do you think is up there in the top frags from this year? Well, before we get there, can I just say what my top five were? Yeah, go for it. And just see if maybe see if they we'll see if up. there's any matches between the frags and you. <laughs> <laughs> so I just had a look, a sort of a scan through everything, and these are the ones that stood out as being my favourite plays, mm-hmm. not in any particular order. Right. So fairly recently, unlock mm-hmm. the Star Wars one because we were astounded that an app be so cool with a game it, it was very strong Lords of Waterdeep uh, that was a really good fun one we've played that a couple of times and yeah. 
yeah, that was really, really good. Legendary aliens, of course, because it has to be a legendary. Yeah. And do you know what I put? Tiny Library. What? <laughs> I really liked Tiny Library. Did you? Yeah. I was just looking up. It's on Kickstarter. I think you can buy it now. I want to buy it. I think it's really, really good. I thought we were quite harsh on that one. I like well, I really like the concept. It was something completely okay. different. And it yeah. so it was really good fun. Yeah, that was, and I put bouquet as well, because I enjoyed that, <laughs> even though it doesn't exist. It might have put a good score. Yeah, I didn't factor bouquet into the Frag Awards, considering oh. it's fictional. <laughs> okay. Oh, does this winner get the sticker? Yes. Ooh. Oh. Which, not gonna lie, so when Sarah was around when we did the Secret Hitler episode, she noticed the stick, you know, the award stickers on the Sopio Legacy box. She fucking pissed herself. She thought it was hilarious. Why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, maybe she thought I was incredibly sad sticking our own little podcast stickers on the games, but whatever. Well, the, it's very podcast important. Podcast pride, bitch. <laughs> this shows this game will get the honorary sticker and I'm sure it will get big exposure on social media yeah, through the, the Twitter and it will get a little picture and everything and we will celebrate it. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it gets a good thing. Yeah. So, well, okay then, what is it? Do, here we go. Do, you, well, do you like a top three or just the number one? Well, no, you see, sometimes there's a tie, isn't there, for each category. Oh, so I'll just go yeah. through it. So the most fun of year four was Unlock with the app. Uh, Were we just <laughs> dazzled that an app did cool stuff like unearth sand and yeah, do 360? I, I mean, yeah, this is where that's where like technology and board games, collide, you know, absolutely. Collide. So I played it again with Pat and Moo, and I also bought the English version. <laughs> what? What, the same one? Yeah, well, I enjoyed it. So I bought it in English. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like the translation aspect of it. Oh, yeah, no, nothing wrong with it. Okay. But I think it's easier. Like, it's smoother yeah, not having to translate everything you read. Yes, yeah, so played... Was it as easy, the other versions? Oh, we kept getting loads of penalties on this one. We played the second story. Your ship has been captured by the Imperials and you've got to get your cargo back and then escape out the cargo bay or whatever. But yeah, you had to rescue a droid and there was, you know, you had to put on like a pirate uniform to sneak past the way you know it was good fun it was good fun so yes right that was the most fun unlock the most replayable was Legendary Aliens. Of course, Legendary is going to score high, isn't it? It's, you know, destiny. The best aesthetic, we've got a three-way tie for best aesthetic. Secret Hitler did very well. Ecosystem, obviously, because the pictures were beautiful on that. Yeah. And Fungi as well, the, the detailed pictures there. So there you go. The best gameplay, again, Ecosystem, Legendary Aliens, Unlock, and Lords of Waterdeep on that one. All tied. Yeah, for the oh best God, gameplay. All my favourites, yeah. Yeah, you've done well at predicting the, the winners here. But you're right, the overall with a frag of 18.5 this year was Legendary Aliens. Wow. Okay. So you well, you must have enjoyed that as well then. Yeah, yeah. I think it's my favourite one. And I think I prefer Encounters slightly over just normal Legendary. But then again, I, you know, I am a big fan of the Aliens movies and the Aliens universe generally. Just just like it, you know. So there you go. Legendary Aliens. Gets the, the top gets frag. The sticker. Gets the sticker for 2022. Well played, Legendary. A fun workforce is a one workforce. This leads us on to our gaming highlights. We've had a few guests over the year, and as usual, some of them have sent us their highlights, which I will edit in here. I've been Brant, and I'm the demigod of the living sun. I've been Tim. I'm the pilot. I've been Spencer, and I'm the blue team. And I'm Riley, chief engineer Parker. Hi, I'm radio operator Sarah. Hi, I'm radio operator Chris. Hi, I'm Mariel. I'm Jesse Rohanberg. And hi, I'm Patrick. I'm Xavier West. Hello, I'm David. 
David. I've been Bunty. I'm Grace Lyons. Hi, I'm Simon the Liberal. Hi, I'm Jane Hitler. Hi, I'm Amanda Liberal. This year, I haven't played that many games. I've played a few homebrewed RPGs, which were mostly one-shots, and they were fun, even if my character did die at the end of the last one. My highlight, though, has to be Kids on Brooms. My favourite character is definitely Matron Flubber. It's worth getting sick just to visit her. In fact, I would love to see a spin-off series of all her exploits. You know, all the magical ailments that come through her doors, her bartering for supplies, maybe a lost romance could resurface after many years. And she would know exactly how long it's been because she is chronological as fuck. Hi fellow Ludophiles, my board gaming highlight for the last year has got to be the fantastic, devious and beautiful betrayal legacy that we played together. It combines one of my favourite games, Betrayal at House on the Hill, with all the fun box opening and permanent changes of a legacy game. My other big highlight is, of course, our Kids on Brooms adventure that I look forward to doing every time and I can't wait till we pick it up again soon. Still listening to and loving the podcast, so game on and remember, non relinquim in Arca Perculo. My board game highlight of the year actually was very recent and it was after we'd recorded and we had a bit of a break and then we went away and just grabbed a quick game and we grabbed Skull. Reading the rules, I thought it was going to be really complicated. I wasn't really looking forward to it, but actually it's super easy and I really like that it's basically a game of bluff and it's a really good way to get to know people. It's a really good icebreaker game. Once you sort of like have played around, it's really hard to explain, I think, and the rules don't help. But once you've sort of played it, I feel it's a really good icebreaker game for people, getting to know people in a situation, maybe with a few drinks as well. Needless to say, after we played it, I bought it straight away, which I think is obviously a good sign. And I have some board games I'm already excited about adding to my list for next year. Mainly, I really want to play Parks or Trails, one of those two, because everyone's talking about it at the minute, and it's on my list of games I'd like to, you know, have a go at. Also, the game of life is still waiting to be played. This is Riley Stock from the Board Game Community Show and friend and foe adventure co congratulations on another year of podcasting easily my favorite podcast keep up the great work my highlights for the year maybe i'm cheating i'm gonna do three really quick kind of more moments first one birthday gaming with you phil we played a bunch of games on board game arena and that was a blast second friend and foe adventure co that's really fun for me every time we get to play that and then lastly i went to SaltCon with kimmy and we got to play a ton of games and that was really fun but the two biggest highlights at that convention were playing marvel champions with like eight people we had two games going simultaneously and then secondly playing anachrony which is just a really clever and cool worker placement game and has the potential to be my favorite game all right there's my highlights bye hi phil my board game highlights from the last year have been escape the dark castle and escape the dark sector i'm a big fan of the aesthetic of the games uh, and i think the storytelling is is simple yet very effective and my most important they're really fun to play. Of the eight or nine board games that I've played this year, my highlight was Flamme Rouge because it was the most simple game to play, but all the different combinations of racetracks meant that you could play it dozens of times without getting bored of it. Special mention though has to go to Cat in Mouth. Not really a board game, but that could be the new Hungry Hippos. Hey there, this is Tim from the Board Game Hot Takes podcast. My favorite gaming moment from the last year had to be my first podcast guest appearance on the organization fun podcast. Now, I was pretty 
pretty terrible at it. Didn't have much practice at that point, and I'm sure Phil and Mark will tell you I was a crap guest, but wow, did I have a lot of fun playing games with these guys, and yeah, was uh, was, was a great, was a highlight for my last year. So thanks, guys, for another great year of organized fun, and looking forward to many more episodes. Hi, this is Amanda, and my game highlight this year has been Sagrada. I had seen this being played at a board game club I used to attend before COVID, but never managed to get in on the game, as it only takes a maximum of four players. During one of our earlier releases from lockdown, I took Destiny into my own hands by dragging a novice friend to a board game cafe and chose Sagrada for our first game. The aim of the game is to draft dice and use tools of the trade to carefully construct your stained glass window masterpiece. Appropriately, I find the game itself quite aesthetically pleasing. Each player gets a heavy board window with cards that slot really neatly inside. It also comes with a fabric dice bag, which is a detail that I think is often overlooked inside the box. Gameplay itself is really easy to teach yourself in the hustle and bustle of a games cafe, and it's very easy to teach a friend who is games adverse due to some monopoly-based childhood trauma. While it takes up to four players, it actually plays best with two, which I think is really rare, at least in my own games collection. The base mechanics are really simple, but each player can choose their own difficulty level by selecting more complex window patterns to complete, so it evens out the playing field if you're a gaming goddess playing against a total scrub, for instance. The game also features my favorite guard against losing interest, a secret scoring system counted at the end, which could mean that the winner is a surprise. After playing in the game's cafe, I instantly ordered my own copy of Sagrada. No longer will I be left out at Board Games Club. I've really enjoyed playing at Round Mine a couple of times since. It's really easy to pick up, the rounds are quick, and there are a slight variation in aims, tools, and player designs, which mean that the game feels a little bit different each time. It lends itself to various play styles, including the big picture planner and the tunnel visionary. It's been a great game to have in the arsenal to break out when there are just two of us playing, when there's a group of mixed ability, or when we're playing a bunch of games in an evening and want to have something to slot in that's fun and fast. So, yep, that's it. Sagrada. Bye. Brilliant. Good to hear all those games getting the love. Yes, thanks for those. But obviously, mm. if you still want to let us know on Twitter what your gaming highlights of the last 12 months have been, just drop us a message or drop us a tweet and we'll read those out as and when. Okay. So what's your been? What's what's your been? What have been your gaming highlights over year four, Mark? Well, I mean, those ones that I mentioned before mm-hmm. will definitely get into play Trains and Part Owls. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, was that it? <laughs> no, no, hang on. No, you went funny then. Let me say that again. Um, we'll definitely get into play Trains and Potholes. Uh-huh. Um, the epic Exit Advent Calendar was a big challenge. Yes. Absolutely. In many uh, ways. And what else? Tiny Library. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was fun. Playing. Oh, some of some. Has there been anything non podcasty board game wise highlights? Finding a hand signed Brent Povis note yeah. <laughs> in my game of agility was. <laughs> <laughs> was definitely a highlight like a uh, dream discover- come true discovering the, the games of Brent Povis which there's only two but and, and now we've played them both and we've played them both yeah. Brent Povis completed it mate discovering more nature and animal based games been fun like ecosystem <laughs> and agility 
Fertility and what was it Fungi? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's about it, really. Yeah, and just those, those yeah, as I say, those games that I mentioned were the were the highlights. So um, nice. Hmm. I've had, obviously, you know, the things that I've already picked out on the timeline, like the Advent Calendar, like Kids on Brooms, etc. You know, you've heard what the highlights are throughout the year, but I'd like to say just more like random game experiences. So like, you know, where you have a weekend that turns out to be way more gamey than you planned, or so like Jane and I were just in town randomly and we found a new board game bar and all like loads of the games were still sealed in their shrink wrap because the bar had only been open for like a week and we were like are, are you sure we're allowed to just unwrap this and play it and they're like yeah so you know sitting with a pint and just popping chits out of cardboard templates and unwrapping decks of cards and stuff uh, and just playing some it's a chance to play some games that you've never played before so yeah I really liked just that sort of element rather than because I know you know for the podcast we do it all by the spreadsheet it's all very regimented and organized fun but sometimes when it's just a random hey there's board games there on that shelf should we just pick one and play one i like those moments as well there's quite a few of those throughout the year so that was nice also obviously uh, bunkers and badasses with riley and kimmy and matt and Kyle has been real good fun and anyone if you haven't listened to Friend and Foe Adventure Co check it out because it is hilarious it's an RPG set in the Borderlands universe it's so much fun listen 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 that's been another major highlight of my year please make sure you meet your fun quota on to our goals the section that we end on goals so I listened back to our year three review and you your goal for this year for year four you wanted new legendary set and whilst we did play legendary aliens this year it wasn't new we had played it before we did own it before so unfortunately that is an unsuccessful goal your goal has not been met well hopefully there's i'll look up and see if there's any more on their way yes well it was this time last year that we mentioned the jurassic park legendary and upper deck gave me a wink but nothing nothing Nothing, has come of that takes a long time to get the legendary dna out of a chunk of amber and Mm. make it into a jurassic park game i'm sure i wanted trains and potholes Yay. Yay. Mission accomplished. I also wanted the COVID restrictions to just fuck off and do one. And they largely have. We've got no <laughs> restrictions on how many people you can have around or whatever like that. So unlike, so last year, you got all your goals and I didn't get any of mine. But this year, I got all my goals and you didn't get any of yours. <laughs> how the turns have tabled. <laughs> so what, what are you feeling as a goal for the year ahead for year five? of board gaming and the podcast etc well I'll keep legendary on there okay keep that action point <laughs> move that action point forward a year yeah what else maybe discover some other you know because we have okay played some more random games than usual and oh, some of that is me that an, looking I'll add that, that as another highlight yeah like quite a few of our more recent games have been ones that you've chosen that you've found and I don't know I guess that's quite nice because normally obviously you know the premise I'm the gamer you're the hater even though you know whatever but most of the games are my choice they're ones that I bought so it's nice to experience some games that are your choice and that I wouldn't normally you know like we said on last week's episode if I saw agility in the shop I would be like fuck that (laughs) but because it was your choice I got to play a game that I never would have played of my own volition and it was quite fun so yeah I liked that element yeah so maybe a few more of those and I've got some I've got my eye on a few yeah care to to share Uh, or is it top secret 
it. No, well, that 11s is, I think I might end up getting. Oh, yeah. To give a, that a, a game go. that's all about afternoon tea. <laughs> well, this is where, so, I mean, I don't know how you hear about games or whatever, but I'm just like, I wonder if there's a game about this. And I literally will just Google afternoon tea game. And then it just comes up or dog game. Or, yeah, or something like that. And then it comes up. It's just worth just whatever genre or theme or something. You're like, I wonder if there's a game about food or kitchens. And then just Google it. And usually it comes up. And oh, it's go. amazing. So, um, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that a bit more and just see what other unusual games there could be. Nice. Good. That's an interesting question, though, isn't it? About how you... Because, I mean, like, obviously I subscribe to our local game shop's weekly, like, release newsletter thing. So every week it's just, here's what's coming in the shop next week. So that's how I find out about most of, like, the new releases. I wonder, is there any other way to do it? I guess you just trawl through all your favourite game websites or something? I don't know. Well, I don't know, because you get, even in, like, board game shops and things, there's certain ones that you you always see or Mm. have that distribution. But if it's more of, like, a local seller or something smaller online that you might just find, like, agility is USA only. But you found that, I mean, that was like a trail, wasn't it? You liked a Brent Povis game, so you wanted to find out other Brent Povis games. Mm. I guess maybe that's how as well, you know, like, oh, I really liked this designer. What else have they made? Sort of thing. Yeah. But that Doctor Who one, the Angels one, never even Mm. heard of that. Like, we just saw that in the shop. Yeah. Like, that's been... And I'm like, I've never seen that on a Doctor Who website. I wasn't in Doctor Who. Like, I've never seen anything about that at all. And then suddenly it's just in the shop. Never heard of that. So... I'm going to add that to another, like, I suppose it's linked to like the random discovery you know but times where we've just been in in the firestorm games and just been like whoa i've never seen that before mm. let's buy that or you know those random game moments I think that's what yeah. I like. Yeah. I can't really think of what I want, what goals I have for the games, for the games, for the year ahead of games. I guess, I don't know. I can't think of any. Just keep playing games, innit? <laughs> so on the spreadsheet, yeah. has everything been played through a certain amount of times? Is there like a goal on the spreadsheet to be like, everything needs can have, is there like a column to complete as such? Or Let's have a quick check. Because obviously, because I'm saving up I've not bought any new games for a long while but there is there are currently no games with zero plays so everything has been played and 13 there's 13 games that are still only clocked one play okay maybe we can aim to for those 13 to have more than one play yes well I mean that's how the spreadsheet sort of works it, well, yeah, well, yeah it was just happened anyway won't it I suppose yeah we'll just cycle through them just depends on you know whether we have the right amount of players at a certain mm. time or you know whether it's had an episode done on it or whatever mm. there's lots of complicated rules but yes the important thing is everything has been played once finally <laughs> <laughs> yeah well there you go here's to a successful fourth year ish mm. and here's to more successful years to come hopefully mm. fingers crossed we can keep this going yay well I've been Phil I've been Mark and remember non-relinquum in Arca Aperculo you can find us on Facebook at Organised Fun Pod you can find us on Twitter at Fun Organised and thanks for listening bye Ludophiles bye bye Foolish mortals, I will soon awake and bring chaos to the realm of man. Good night.